Um, I want to ask before we start, before we make a little intro and I'll introduce you and stuff. Um, I read your short. In fact, I read it this morning in preparation. And I don't know. I want to don't know how much you want to talk about it because it hasn't come out yet. I would. I didn't realize it wasn't out until. February. Oh, yeah. To the ninth. Well, I don't know. I mean, this is uh, I presume I'm allowed to. These are tasters, aren't they? I can yeah, talk about I mean, the background to it and stuff, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to do that. Um, and then uh, we probably won't post this since we're recording it until oh next Friday or whatever. It just kind of depends. Um, I'm going to be out of town and I'm doing that thing where I bank a lot of um, podcasts again. And, and I'm uh, doing the editing. So. And yeah, I've hired Reggie here to do the editing and loading uh. and all the slave work. No, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it goes out it was always available to purchase on the 9th of february but i think they want to kind of whet people's appetites so i presume okay. it's okay do you okay. want me to it's, check um uh no that's i actually talked to your publisher this morning. i emailed her this morning and told her i um, was asking i'd read your story and um if i because i'd not reviewed a lot of books on amazon and um could i post individual reviews for each story she says no it has to be you know one review and i'm like well since I have time now, maybe I can get some more um, stories read in the anthology before I post the review, and then that'll be good for the book. I know how important um, reviews are. You need 15, really, before the it clicks that Amazon algorithm. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, I know um, Vlad's been getting a little bit frustrated about not having many sales, and perhaps he hasn't got quite enough you know, Amazon reviews on that. It, it is it's that 15 is like the magic number for it to kind of click the amazon the algorithm and get something more seen unless somebody's looking specifically for a, a specific kink or a specific topic or whatever because then it, mm -hmm. it'll pop up but i seem to get the same rotation of books all the time <laughs> 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 i don't know what it is anyways um uh reggie would you kind of do a kind of soft intro and um Please. Oh. <laughs> I never well, put that, people on the spot. I know. We I was about to say that. that's kind of on the spot. But. <laughs> I never do that. No, I would never do that to to young men. No, never. So this is a interview podcast, and we are going to be interviewing Posey. Posey, yeah. how, how would how would you <laughs> like? How would you like it pronounced? Oh, Posey Churchgate, please. Okay, so we are interviewing Posey Churchgate. And I am with Isalyn. Hello. And we're going to be <laughs> doing a, just a gentle interview. Yeah, we're going to be talking about all the stuff that Posey does. <laughs> You're involved in just about everything. Oh, I'm going to be quiet and let Reggie talk. <laughs> it's so hard because I'm such a gab queen. <laughs> no, it's fine because I don't have much more to say other than I know Posey a little bit. Just yeah, from, we have chatted. Yeah, we've chatted on Twitter and things like that. So this will be a fun interview for me personally. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I that that's a big question. You're so busy and you're doing there's new things happening and I really wanted to um 
get uh, more details on how those birthed and um, and all the new things. Um, I don't I don't know where you want to start. You have quite a few, a few things. I mean, you have a story coming out in anthology um, in February. Mm -hmm. And then as well as a new collaborative website is, and um, yeah, there's stuff happening. So uh, I don't know where you want to, I'll let you start, pick something and then I'll, um, <laughs> we can, yeah. Oh, shall we start with them, um, with the story that I actually wrote? It feels so long ago that I wrote this story. The um, deadline was not last year, but the year before I had to oh, wow. write um, the story for Best Bondage Erotica, um, number two, volume two. Wow, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. That really, for a short story and for an anthology, that's kind of a different. Um, how did it come about? How did you get um, chosen to be in it in the in the book? Because it's a pretty thick book. There's a bunch of uh, different stories in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely honoured to be in there because there are some really stellar writers, some some very well-known writers, and I just consider myself a complete newbie. I mean, I have been in um, two uh, anthologies, no, sorry, three anthologies now, but um, two of them are self-published, which means it doesn't make them any less valid as a book, but it means it's a slightly smaller audience, it's a bit more yeah. niche. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, I saw a tweet. Um, I had heard of Rachel Kramer Bustle before, um, and I saw that she was um, tweeting for two things. She wanted stories for a, a, a Best Women's Erotica, and I submitted um, one for that too, and a story for uh, Best Bondage Erotica. And um, I was actually, mm, it's funny, I. I was more confident of my other story because I'd started writing it in a workshop. And so I'd had a lot of um, input from um, the, the lady that ran the course. Um, mm -hmm. And so I felt a little bit more confident that she'd sort of helped me along, but there was something about it because I'd set it, I'd, I'd done a time slip thing. Mm -hmm. I'd set it in back in history and there was something about it that, I wasn't entirely sure whether it was going to be sexy to everyone. So I wasn't quite so confident of that one. Whereas this one, um, I included a, a, a scene that I'd been to. And so it was very real in front of my eyes as I wrote it. You know, when you can really see something in your head. Yes, I, I had that. So, um, I read it this morning and I very much saw that. Um, go ahead, Reggie, I'm sorry. Oh, no, just out of curiosity, you use the term bondage erotica. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious what makes that like, makes that a thing. What the definition yeah. of it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like why that becomes the label. That was the prompt for the for the story. Every single story had to include it. You know, it could be BDSM but it had to include bondage because that's the title of the anthology. Okay. And the, and the girl on the front is, is beautifully tied up in one of those uh, fantastic... Shibari. That's right. I'm glad you know the words. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, no, it's, it's right. kind of my podcast. <laughs> okay. Focused well, around it, so... Yeah, she looks absolutely gorgeous in it. And, um, and I wrote... I've, I really did just write the scene... Um, that I literally saw played out and 
um, had to wait six months. I mean, some people were getting, I could see on Twitter, people were going, oh, I'm in the best bondage anthology. <laughs> and, and I wasn't getting that. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. But she had said could be six months before I tell you. And she literally uh-huh. told me just before Christmas. Oh, and wow. I put it in, in, I put it in, in April like or something. She told, is that, yeah, yeah, that was a lovely <laughs> surprise. She said, I'm kind of sneaking you in one of the last ones for the publisher to to decide does it go in or doesn't it go in um so I was sort of on tenterhooks and then just before New Year's she said yes yes you're in um but she said could you just make it um emphasize a little bit more the bondage that happens in the scene because she said of course this is about bondage Mm. and we want to to be able to um you know make sure it fits the criteria we're going to have to have you back because I want to talk about um, you had been to the scene to the um, and that's kind of where it uh, the idea came from. I read the story today and I very much felt that it felt, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've talked, I write fantasy and I don't write real life. And that felt very real life, um, not in a in a uh, angsty way, but, um, you know, because the woman is it's a really positive, actually, from beginning to end. Um, Uh, yeah very positive very confident very positive very curious and and um but the so it came from you had been to a scene now is that um was it a uh in your real life that's what I wanted to kind of get to yeah was that a convention or was that what they call uh what is it uh a a munch uh yeah yeah no, it was a convention because I, I think I've said to you before, I'm the world's most vanilla of vanilla people writing about pink. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And so I was at this convention that um, is really for people blogging and podcasting and blogging in the kink community. Um, and it's the second time I've been and I've actually made friends with this guy who is a beautiful writer. He's, he's called Pain, his blog's called Pain is Pleasure. And um, he's um, he's a masochist and and he's a switch, actually. And because he and I are friends, um, I was one of the select few that he said, um, if you want to come to my suite of rooms, I'm inviting my one of my dungeon mistresses and she's going to show people what it is that we do. And honestly, I was terrified. I really, really wasn't sure if I should go. But I know you've met my friend May before, and May's yes. much braver than me. And I thought, well, May would not pass up this opportunity. So for goodness sake, Posey, put on your big girl knickers and go, because you'll never get this opportunity again. I'm never going to munch. So I thought, yes. yeah, go. And so I did. And there was a, you know, um, he he was there and he's sort of inviting, uh, giving people drinks and whatever. And then all of a sudden, the mistress appeared and the atmosphere completely changed as it does in the story and it was it was something else I mean I could see other people around me were getting quite turned on by it I was literally just standing there thinking I cannot believe I'm watching this I can't you know it's the sort of (laughs) the sort of thing you might see in a film or a you know when you watch the, the 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 porn and that sort of thing but I thought I'm literally here that's that's the man I go and have coffee with he's been <laughs> he was actually being you know uh, caned and spanked and nipple torture and everything and I was thinking lordy <laughs> but it was so fascinating fascinating and he was so exhilarated afterwards that I I thought 
isn't my kink, but God, I can see it's your kink. I can see why it does what it does for you. Yeah. And I, th- I think perhaps that came across in the story. I, it, there was, um, I think uh, readers are going to have, I mean, for me, because I'm more like you, I've never been to anything in person. And what it made me think of would be, um, I had talked about, uh, I have some friends who are in the kink industry and the um, porn industry even, and I have uh, kind of played around. There are a couple of big conventions in the States and um, there are just unique opportunities crossover into, they're just crossover opportunities, I think, um, with romance and with erotica and with writing um, that I don't think, I mean, I don't think we have a blog community like you have with the UK. I don't think there's anything like that here. Reggie, do you know if there's anything, you know, a kink connected blog? I know there are out there, but are they connected? As far as writing goes, not so much. I know, I mean, living in Portland, Pacific Northwest, like we are very sex positive. We have like fests and we have like groups, get togethers and things like that. But as far as writing goes, I, I don't know much about the author's side of it. Yeah, you would think that would pop up. I mean, if somebody um, it's would have more that. real life. <laughs> like, well, it is. I mean, if you've uh, looked at some of po- Posey's uh, the connections there, your your website. Some are stories. Some are real life encounters. Mm-hmm. That's it's this magic mix, Posey. That um, that. Oh, uh, thank you. I know. <laughs> yeah, because we don't. I've not. I I had never. Um, uh, you know, I used to blog a million years ago, but it was more family. It was kind of family, but I'd not come across these kind of the diary plus the story plus the re- book review plus the, you know, the whole uh, wonderful catalog in some of like May's website and your website and, um, you know, other just uh, H. Oh, oh HL. Yeah, HL and the podcast there. And he interviews people and all the other different things. I had not come across anything like that before. And um, it's it feels very community. Mm, Yeah, I think I think perhaps this this um, convention does kind of build a sense of community because it's it's in London, which is not really the middle of England, but it is a very a fairly easy bit of England to get to because you know being our capital city all the routes go to England um sorry to London um but yeah that I think and because the first time I ever went there was so much encouragement about you know write about to taboo subjects push push the envelope yeah yeah it's uncomfortable but people actually quite like uncomfortable and um that was the year when um we thought that people were going to have to start putting age verification on their sites. So I attended oh. um, an hour long lecture where this guy was all, all about the legal stuff and people were asking all mm. these questions. Um, I wasn't too affected because when you write predominantly erotica, it, it's, it's not quite so bad, but it's when you share pictures um, and it gets more explicit that, that, that we they thought they were going to get affected by it, but it's actually been I don't know if it's been squashed, but it's certainly been pushed back. But yeah, that this this um 
this convention does it, it knits us together puts faces to um to, to just a you know a, a pen name and it's, it's very it's done very positively you you they've got color-coded lanyards so if you're happy to have your photograph <laughs> taken then you wear one color lanyard and you might have your picture taken by the because the, they're sponsors genius. yeah it's good isn't it there's there's sponsors there there's sort of um Oh, I can't remember what the name of the vibrator company. Um, oh, they're they're brilliant. Uh, they're they're for guys mainly. These um these vibes. Anyway, there's lots of people there, and you know, so you can have your picture taken by them. But if you'd rather not have your uh, picture taken, then you wear a different color lanyard. And they it's also very um positive towards people with disabilities. There's sort of um rooms to go and be quiet in case you feel overwhelmed by crowds and need your quiet mm. time and all mm. that sort of thing. And uh, um, and it's right near the, we have a vagina museum in, in London now and it's right near the <laughs> vagina museum. <laughs> and it's also, um, yeah, they, they do all sorts of a very, very body positive and very gender neutral things there. That's really neat. Now your story... So to go, let me go back to just the story really quick because Reggie, um, uh, it also has that community feel like from the beginning, like the online friend and the, the encouragement and the very positive stuff. I, I, um, I'm looking forward to be able to review it. And the, um, I did very much have the sense of um, being confronted with, uh, for me, the fantasy versus the reality. When I was thinking about going to a show, I was like, oh, I just go meet people. And, you know, and I, I wasn't adding up that, you know, there'll be demonstrations, <laughs> there'll be, you know, there'll yeah. be different things and that I've not ever been exposed to in a real kind of setting. Mm, <laughs> and, yeah. And you know, honestly, you have to brace yourself for that because when there was the demonstrations of the, the vacuum um, things and the whipping, I literally wanted to run away and I thought, oh my God, I'm not as, I'm not quite as um, kink positive as I thought I was. I was completely overwhelmed by that. And May just took me by the hand and went, should we just go back to our hotel room and have a chat? And I went, yes, let's do that. <laughs> oh, that's you know, it's wonderful. It's, okay, lovely. it's, it's a place <laughs> to be where you want to, you know, who you want to be and be living as your label you know your your pen name for a whole weekend which is yeah. very nice for people yeah oh I'm sure yeah I can't imagine mm. <laughs> I do it online but well no I'm I'm in a situation now <laughs> currently right now where I can be um yeah but it is uh yeah interesting okay Reggie I'm sorry to I just no to no it. it's fine so Portland once a year has their naked bike ride wow and <laughs> way more people turn out than you think oh it's <laughs> isn't it like it thousands is just, i mean it is it, a it's in the thousands like <laughs> yeah it and it's just people riding bikes naked just being like yep this is what i am i know that people can do it and not be naked too but um but most of them are you're naked <laughs> and they advertise it pretty good uh, and i have participated <laughs> Have you? Wow. <laughs> you gotta tuck some things away, but well, yeah, because cycling shorts that's have padding, so you've got nothing. Yeah, no, you're totally nude. How does that and it's mild? How it's like come on, and how far is it? Roads <laughs> shut down. 
for this. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. God, and, and are there sort of warnings up, like, don't go this way if you don't want to see naked bits? Well, they, uh, yeah, I think they kind of advertise it to let families know. Portland's a pretty family-friendly city, too, to have oh, the two completely. things, you know? Kind of well, because we also have nude beaches and stuff within like a mile's drive. So you're making uh, it sound so sunny and hot and warm and oh, yeah, it's not. It's I'm cold getting, as shit. It Every, everything's <laughs> tucked inside you. Spring. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we do have two. They're like two months of warm, but um, <laughs> that's uh, about it. But that the rest of the year it's like England. Um, like, oh, it was just snowing yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, we had did... snow this week. Oh, did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you guys don't get snow very often. Yeah, they're well, usually. Yeah, it makes us grind to a halt because we it's so silly. We we don't get it very often. It, like, it was... we... Snow! Oh my god! I just assume it's just like black soot from <laughs> no, chimneys. No, and... I've seen pictures. Oh. Uh, they post in pictures. People of like wonder walking outside. <gasps> snow. <laughs> yeah well yeah i i have a little dog that's very low to the ground and we were thinking oh oh he's gonna hate it but actually we've had so so much rain that he liked the crisp white snow way better than he liked the, the slushy wet mud i think oh, he doesn't like it squelching between his paws you know <laughs> oh yeah i can yeah that's interesting um uh so what's your that you you did that what two two years ago so yeah now, a little bit more and it's coming out next month and so I really highly recommend it it's um I uh haven't like I said I haven't read all the stories yet but um the uh the writing um to judge by I'm sure is just going to be fantastic and then the range yeah. of different kind of um uh bondage stories I imagine yeah, it's, it's so very really creative. Mm. Yeah, because I was just looking at the titles and I'm like, wow, this is, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, I think mine's kind of like newbie learning it, and yes. then it's it's it goes right through all the spectrums of of different kinks. I mean, there's one, um, I haven't read it, but I read a review that's sort of saying that the authors kind of cleverly combine the fact that this person suffers chronic pain and yet they like. Um, to you know they're, they're a masochist they like to have pain and so it's sort of that that balance which to a quite a, a, a vanilla person you might think hey but you know why, why would you like that but it's yes it's it's going to explore all kinds of um of bondage kink yeah and uh that's always you know from your point of view and my point of view there's so much out there that I don't know anything about so <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> and so many different uh aspects of um the whole community so um what is uh yeah what's a more current project that you're working on right a more current project okay well you introduced me to a lovely guy called an english gent 68 oh my goodness yes he did a, a sweet sweet on tiktok a hug little tiny short oh it's just like <gasps> just I played it like 400 times in the night (laughs) (laughs) anyways um yes and you are what are you going to do with the English 
English with the English gentleman. gentleman. Well, he he read one of my stories, didn't he? Which um, yes. you broadcast on on New Year's Eve. He he read mm-hmm. Tied Up Tuesday. He he just said to me, "Do you write any stories from a male point of view?" And I said to him, "Well, I think that one's from a male point of view." And I gave him another one. I think, uh, oh yes, I gave him one called Coitus Interruptus Vampire, which wasn't written from a male point of view. But I said to him, "How about I spin it?" that it is actually from the point of view of the vampire who's watching. So I've spun that for him and he's going to read that and broadcast. But what he said to me um, just after uh, New Year's, um, uh, after the broadcast that we did with you, um, he said to me, would you like to write something with me? I quite fancy doing a spy themed story. And Yeah, it's really good. He, I said to him, kind of, you know, what do you want to do? I said, um, he said, well, I, I'd, I'll, I'll write you an outline if you could pad it out into a story. And he said, and um, try to make, not exactly, just, just be mindful when you're writing it that I'd like to put sound effects in and that sort of thing. He sort of has made it like a radio play. And so I've been working on that and I just finished that this week. Um, oh, neat. Mm, yeah so well you when you guys finish it we'll put it on the podcast if you want after you air it or however um that would be such an i've shared um radio shows before i just uh uh i think they're just a neat thing to come across actually (laughs) and storytelling and yeah very much so i mean i've written a, a woman's part in it so i don't know if he wants me to record the woman's voice or whether he's going to ask someone else but um we did get talking about Bridgerton, um, which half the world has watched. Um, you know, the, the new the new Regency thing that's on Netflix. And um, I said to him, I don't know. Um, did, what did you think of my accent on when you heard uh, my interview with Israel? And did you think it was plummy enough? Did you want me to have a go at doing um, doing Bridgerton? So I think he and I, when I get uh, time to do some writing again on that, he and I might have a go at doing a, a little spin on that. I haven't, um, I actually haven't watched Bridgerton, but I've heard it's very much um, a Regency, like a historical novel. And I pretty much read all of those. And <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it, you know, I'm, I'm addicted to Jane Austen and anything that spin on yes, Jane Austen. Yes. Yes. So um, yeah. So I watched it. Um, gosh it's so brightly colored and it's so lively compared with um when the bbc does things like pride and prejudice and sense and sensibility and that sort of thing um and 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 it's not wrong it's it's just different and they've also kind of um they've done an interesting spin on the fact that the 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 queen being of mixed race and so they're so they're saying well if the queen was of mixed race, then wouldn't that have opened society up to um, having uh, people in more senior positions who are different ethnicities? And so it's um, a, a, the cast well, is much an interesting more... twist. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think perhaps we have been a bit blinkered before in thinking, oh, there wouldn't be this or that in Jane Austen's time. But yeah, they, they were, I, I think. I think there there would there would have been many more um, people of different ethnicities. I have. I um, will say, like the farthest, like British UK show that I've watched that I really enjoyed 
was Mighty Boosh. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That's a very, very <laughs> English so... sense of humor. That is rather weird for us, even. <laughs> is it? I don't yeah. even know what that is. I don't even know. <laughs> I think that's pitched at the students that were coming back from the pub and they were a bit drunk and they were a bit like, oh, yeah. it's, it's so, but it's, it's very out there. It's a little bit trippy. <laughs> it, 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 it's very out there. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I've seen, um, uh, Jane Austen, most of the BBC Jane Austens, and I mm-hmm. think there are two that I've seen. You know the 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 Colin um, Firth one, the famous one, and it, I yeah. don't know if there's is there a more recent one. It seems to me they made a film um, with Keira Knightley playing um, yes, Elizabeth did, Bennet, didn't they? I? I saw that one as well, and then but what I did was um, mine was Jane Eyre. And they, there were oh. like three different ones, Jane oh, Eyre, yeah. you know, BBC ones <laughs> that I went through. And I was like, and you're right. There are a couple that are very, very, I guess they're from the 70s. And they're mm. very dark. And even the um, the newest one that had Toby, I can't remember his name. It is, there is a, I have to agree with you that um, from, uh, from a United States perspective, from uh, that when you get uh, something that's a BBC production, there's a different feel to it. It mm. even the, that um, you almost like David Copperfield. It doesn't really. There's always a slightly different feel. Um, Bleak it's House, slightly formal, isn't? Yeah, is it? yeah. Bleak House. There's um, uh, yeah. All the good stuff mm. is still there. Um, mm-hmm. Very much so. I they tend to be very honored to the authors which I love if you yeah. read the books enough you know you're you're <laughs> you're like looking for certain lines especially Jane Austen <laughs> you know, mm, if, you, yeah. if you don't have the certain lines in Pride and Prejudice or M or um, Persuasion is one of my favorites or um, Emma or any you know there's certain things that if they miss them it's like, yeah oh, ruined it I'm sorry there's no point I just, you know. <laughs> Yeah, badly done, BBC. Badly done. <laughs> yeah, but they're usually really good. It's America yeah. ruins it and tries to twist it around and put something. You know, yeah. we're like, we're gonna put a new slant on Jane Austen because it's um, it's copyright free. It was not copyrighted, so anybody mm. can do. That's where you get Jane Austen and uh, uh, zombies. It's <laughs> true, true. But you see, I love things like that. Like I love Clueless, and oh, I, yeah, I love yeah. Um, and I loved Bride and Prejudice. Have you ever seen that, that film? I don't know mm. if I've seen Bride. I've seen <sighs> Clueless and I've seen, there's an Indian one. Is that what? That's, that's Bride and Prejudice. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Because they're I saying I... that's the only society where the mothers are still trying so visibly to marry off their daughters to, <laughs> to the rights. Um, I have to watch you know. it again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's wonderful. But mind you, that's a musical too, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing... Um, the, that is fantastic that you're collaborating with the English gentleman. That mm-hmm. is, um, I love that. Yeah, that's fun. Well, this is all through you and another collaboration that I'm doing through um, that little, just popping in on New Year's Eve, one gin and tonic up. Um, I got <laughs> chatting with <laughs> Shelley and Stefan from Indulgent oh, Desires. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I, I read up, I read up more on Shelley, and I've been looking at the photographs and all that sort of thing. And so I said to her, because it got mentioned on on your New Year's Eve podcast that they they'd done some 
features on on food in photographs and I said mm-hmm. to her that Shelley look you know I know I'm sure you've done some very sexy photographs would it be funny if I wrote you a piece on epic sexy fails with food and she went and she went oh yeah that would be good because I I, I don't mind laughing at myself I've written a couple of um, uh, pieces on epic fails at trying to be sexy Um, (laughs) so I I sort of explained how I got into the idea of food as sexy from watching nine and a half weeks as many people of my age probably (laughs) did and then I I wrote about how it should have gone and how it did go and (laughs) bless her she's like like that so much we're now going to go and take some photographs specially to illustrate your um thing so I'm like okay (laughs) oh that's wonderful I I that I'm going to look forward to that they have um as a couple they have a really great sense of humor I wrote that um uh they asked for another one um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the uh, I was making fun of Stefan. I wrote it on Twitter somewhere, but um, uh, about his use of most of the, he's never used male models. He's used himself. And oh, okay. so I, uh, there's a, a spoofy kind of euphemism poem that I posted and he was really a good sport. Uh, about <laughs> oh, is that the one you wanted him to read? <laughs> yeah, he read that and yeah, he got, a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, I'll have to try and get that. And I wasn't sure. You never, you never know. Cause he is, he is very dommy too. <laughs> he is very <laughs> dominant. And um, he's put me in my place before when I've like tried to mother him. He's like, no, we're not doing that. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's a habit. I'll, I'll, you know. Yeah. Mine I res- too. I shall have to watch myself. <laughs> I know. I respect you a lot. I respect you both. I, I'll stop. <laughs> but as far as sense of humor though he's he's got a fantastic they both do and um oh that's gonna be amazing I love that (laughs) Mm, yeah and and then I had another idea um when I was driving home listening to the radio I don't know about you but I'm always getting inspired by lyrics or titles of songs and um it was something to do with a, a song um and it reminded me of of well I probably better not spoil the surprise, but it just gave me an idea for a story. So I, I pinged it over to um, Shelley and said, look, I've had this idea. What do you think? And she's like, oh, that sounds really hot to me. And let me just ask um, Stefan. And I said, tell me which order you want me to do it. Do you want me to kind of like you do the pictures and I write the story? Because I know that's how you work with the poems. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, actually, we'd rather you wrote the story and we'll do some photographs to kind of illustrate it. But because he's going to do his photographs next week, he's, he's shown, sent me a picture of the model and everything. Um, I think I'll just try and give him some bullet points that I will include in, in my story because I haven't written oh, my story it yet. Am- it sounds amazing. Yeah. Isn't so it fun to-, to have those gorgeous pictures to write to and just the idea oh. that your story is going to be turned into gorgeous pictures because that's just... Uh, kind of a dream kind of true to be able to combine that and not have to go search all over the internet for something you know oh exactly because they're never quite right are they but that no. that actually takes me back to the to the um anthology thing because I've asked them if uh, I've asked Shelley to review that as well 
And so she's reviewed just my story and she's been allowed to print an excerpt from it. Oh, and she's taken go. photographs to illustrate it. And oh my goodness, she has completely captured Gail at oh, home, wow. imagining, you know, it's, it's before she's been and seen the Dom, but she's imagining a Dom in her life and she's imagining she's being told to touch oh, herself that's and do this be and an that. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah. um, we're talking about Indulgent Desires. It's an online digital magazine and you can subscribe. Um, it's total, it's growing all the time. There is a mm -hmm. price to get into some of the locked content, but it is very valuable. It's um, the subscription is, I think, I don't know if it's six months or a year, but the content is constantly changing. So if listeners are um, curious about it's really for everybody. It's for the experienced. It's for the new. It's for the curious. It's for the artist because there. It's um. It's Stefan's photos are just gorgeous. Uh, um. I uh. They're they have a very sense. Uh, you know that that sense of art in the eroticism that um, they could be fine art. They could be. You've I've seen fine art like that. You know. <laughs> Mm. so and then they do toy reviews and they do um question and answer you can you can if you write in with a question and get your question answered by people all kinds of people who might have more well do have more experience and um, yeah so i want to just listeners to recommend that if you're curious or if you like erotica or um the content is just all over the place it's constantly changing there's audio that um will be i uh, wrote a poem with um somebody and the with uh daddy big daddy fox thomas renard and um that will be there will be audio so it's like this immersive not immersive it's not like but you know it's all the senses and um mm. that is a i love that too i just i wanted to take off because it's such a and they're so willing to like collaborate you know they're like hey do you want to <laughs> Yeah, that's what I found. You know, I sort of, it looks such a slick publication that I thought, oh, blimey, oh, they're not going to want me, are they? Oh, and then I, no. I phoned her up and she's like, well, not phoned her up, got messaged her on Twitter and she's like, oh, Posey, that would be lovely. We would be de delighted to have you. And oh, I just yes. oh, I felt so honoured. Oh, yeah, I do too. I <laughs> Have you looked, Reggie, at the website at all? There is some free content. You should check it out. I have not, but I will now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, um, it's uh, uh, you know, Stefan and Shelley are English and Scottish, and um, but there's <laughs> a lot of American content and all different kinds of it's, um, and there's no uh, gender. I mean, there's, it's just everything and dealt no. with in in all different fun playful humorous obviously i love that they're going to do that and um uh yeah it's it's <laughs> it's it's a neat thing so you're doing that that's amazing and now yeah. i need to hear there's how do you have time? <laughs> i know how do i have time to work four days a week i really <laughs> really don't know <laughs> I have a very, very understanding family and my, um, my partner does all the cooking and oh. yeah, so <laughs> they, they, do, they go, Oh, are you, are you with us tonight? Or are you on your, he, my, my husband has a tendency to go, or are you playing on your computer? And I go, well, I'm in the room with you, but I will be soon, you know, checking this and writing that or <laughs> editing something. 
But yeah, you you were going to ask me about tantalizing tales. I can tell it's on the tip of your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um on the on the um medium website you can set up publications you can sort of um I didn't realize uh, that because when I yeah. clicked on it I'm like wow look at all these this is medium I went back and checked I checked my yeah. link <laughs> exactly I mean I, I kind of stumbled across medium I think they just they kept offering me you know a three months trial and when I did eventually take up this three months trial I was so impressed with the content on there that next time someone said to me, oh, you ought to try publishing on Medium. I thought, you know what? I think I really will because it's there's such good quality stuff on there. But basically you can you can either, if you didn't want to have your own blog, you can just sort of set up your own area on Medium. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I had already done that. Um, and I had actually been writing for another publication, but that publication shut down because one of the, uh, one of the, it was run by two people and one person sort of folded. So I had stories up there um, against my name, but May said to me, why don't we um, set up this site and get ourselves, we're going to have regular contributors and we're going to have casual contributors. So I think it's going to be four regular contributors, two of them being me and May um, at the moment. Um, And we have another two ladies, um, a kinky wife and... Oh, no, that's very bad as the editor. I can't remember the name of her. Oh, Liz Black. Liz Black, oh, she's, she's the other one. Okay. And um, what, what, what we thought we'd do, because I think May told you that we, she ran a thing called um, uh, the, the, the Smart Marathon, where we, was it the Smart Marathon, did she call it? No, the Smutathon. Sorry, she she is involved. In, she was involved in the Smutathon. I don't think Smut-a-thon. she told me about that. I know that she does several different kinds of memes and and yeah, um, yeah. And this was a meme. This was a meme where she started off a crime story and passed it from person to person. Did she talk about that when you you guys talked? No. Oh, okay. I'm well, gonna have to have me back. Yeah, you should. <laughs> oh, we had such fun with that, and it. She said to us all, because it was like, you, you said right at the beginning whether you wanted to be involved in it and and then you just got the baton passed on to you. Um, but she said to us all when we did that, it can be sexy if you want it to, or you can just keep it on the crime theme. And May and I both enjoyed writing the crime theme so much that I think we felt we wanted to do more. So when we set up, that's why we called it tantalizing tales rather than something that was overtly sexual, we want people to submit stories that aren't, that aren't just sexy. We want them to have a tantalizing theme. So you could write a short thriller. You could write a crime story, you know, anything that sort of tantalizes people. So I probably will be predominantly sexy, but we didn't want to kind of not leave that door open because we are both interested in expanding that side of our writing. So that is what we're curating. I suppose curating is probably a good word. Yeah. Um, and we're, so we're, we're asking people to um, join up um, and follow us and to submit stories for us to um, choose whether they're the right flavor to publish. That's really, yeah, it's um, a neat, uh, just a neat concept. It's, a, it's another kind of community builder too, isn't it? You're connecting with new people. And- yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because May and I, um, we do already write for a publication on there called My Erotica. And it's very visible how much more audience that's got because it's a big publication. It's sort of a go-to place. So we wanted to try to make Tantalising Tales a go-to place so that all our authors got more visits because people think, well, I'm here. Why don't I, you know, not, not just read that one story that I thought looked interesting on Twitter. Why don't I browse around and see what else they've got and leave yes. claps for those. Yes. Uh, do you have any questions, um, Reggie? I hear you there. <laughs> no, I mean, it, <laughs> it sounds like a really cool concept and uh, I'm interested. <laughs> Um, do you, uh, just from the website, cause I know you have these beautiful websites. Is there, um, do you think there will be good integration that people will read the short stories and then go check out the websites? Um, I know that, um, uh, uh, here the connecting blogging isn't, it's harder to connect, to get that audience, to, uh, get your shout out, you know, to, uh, advertise who you are unless you have but you have kind of a social media presence so what I'm asking is do you think um, your audience on medium will transfer to your website and if your website audience will visit medium or is there some kind of unique integration already in place to make that happen um, there's a there's a way you can set your account up so that um, the SEO, I'm saying that as if I know what it is, I'm not really super <laughs> duper sure, but the, it, you can sort of make it say that this is not the original place that your that, that writing came from okay. and follow over that way and it sort of points you, it signposts you off to the person's website. Okay. So, so long as you've set that up right, someone will think, hey, I like this writer. I would like to read more of their writing. I'm going to toddle off over to their website. Yes, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Mm. It's, um, they used to have, oh, feed burner, blog feeder. There were different things where you could go and search, you know, key terms and all these blogs would um, pop up. And if, mm -hmm. uh, if you uh, um, had set up, subscribed to that and been, been a part of that as a blogger, you know, readers who, and it was usually other bloggers still, you, you know, mm. um, readers and writers tend to be writers and readers, you know, There's, of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even, even in the, in the community. Um, that's why I think that the UK kind of that BDSM, the blogging and the, and it's so tame from the outside when you, you know, like the tell me about podcast, it just like, Oh, this is just, you know, tame. And you don't realize until you start listening. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, it is yeah. kink community. Oh, I see that. But everybody's just so relaxed and just like, well, this is. <laughs> yeah, we've got a we've got a real life too. We've got real people behind the the kink that we like. I suppose I know, and I love that. I had a, actually a conversation with a friend um, about uh, America's weird, our weird. Um, you know, shame and guilt and um, just hangups <laughs> that uh, I, that we have that um, you know make us a little sneaky with our kinks or a little ashamed to share or to be out there or why um, masks are so popular. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that I think the British are supposed to be very, very stitched up about their. Um, their sex life but I think it is quite I think it's probably a universal thought that 
if British people are going to have a kink, it's going to be spanking because there's spanking. <laughs> there's always reputations of spankings and canings at, at public schools, isn't there? That's, yeah, that's the, the thing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I would think that, um, yeah, that there's this very sense of privacy and dignity, but at the same time, you're owning who you are. When I, every time I, you know, stumble across anything, it's just a, there's a, it's a flavor. I w- don't even know how to describe it properly, but it's a good flavor. <laughs> I guess. Um, uh, that is so neat. I'm really excited about the new project about the, um, tell me the name of it again, because I don't have it in front of me and you know, I'll say it wrong. The kinky. Okay. It's tantalizing tales <laughs> and it's tantalizing with a Z. Tantalizing tales. Tantalizing tales with a Z. And I'm constantly retweeting it when I come across it. So, because um, I think oh, it's an we- opportunity. I think it's an opportunity for writers and for readers. Um, and uh, it's something that, you know, that crossover there is just always neat. People are like, well, where can I share my story? I don't know if it's an exhibition thing or what, but if you're going to go to the process of writing something down and crafting it and wanting it to sound good, it just seems like to me, you want to share, you want somebody to share in that, that communication there, that moment there. <laughs> Absolutely, because actually, if you're writing that sort of kink, you probably aren't telling your family and friends that you do yeah. it. Yeah. So you do, you do want something where you get some feedback, and that's the quite nice thing about medium because um, you can clap if you like it, you can highlight bits that you like, you can write comments about the bits that you highlight. People can do oh, feedback on that. So um, that's a little bit like the Wattpad thing, isn't it? Where people write comments on the bits that they like. Yeah. Yes. But there's no, um, there's no, like, I know the kickback is really tiny. It's (laughs) the percentage, but there's no, you can sign up for that on Wattpad, but it's a little different. I think the term is a service are a little different, but yeah, having that feedback is um, for me, it's always been big connect with the audiences if I can't connect, then I'm not going to write. It was the whole motivation for writing was connecting mm. with that audience. And um, uh, I was always surprised. Oh, excuse me. I was always very surprised on how things connected. One of the best comments I got, it made me cry was, um, and it's so simple, but somebody had sent me a private message and said, you know, I don't know how you did it, but you wrote every fantasy I ever had in this story <laughs> and um i'm like oh <laughs> yeah that is officially blown away by that isn't it <laughs> that 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 was actually deciding okay i'm gonna publish <laughs> yeah <laughs> it wasn't gonna but then i heard that and it was a stranger it wasn't like some you know it, it it's even better when it's someone you don't even absolutely yeah yeah, yeah my my I, my partner used to say to me because of this book blogging community that we have here, he kept saying, I feel as if you're singing to the choir. And I went, yes, I, I do know what you mean. Cause we all sort of try to read each other's books. Um, oh, sorry, not books, sorry, stories when we do the memes and that sort of thing. But when you get comments and you think, I don't even know who that person is. It does make it have not more meaning, but a different meaning. You know, you know, they're not just saying something nice because they know you and they want to kind yes. of, um, Pat you on the back and keep you feeling encouraged they just came out of nowhere and said yeah that really spoke to me and I got off on that and 
hooray you think yeah I am doing this for, I'm doing this for, for more than just you know my own little tiny team it's true it's true and my publisher was she gave me a lecture she said you know you're helping people escape you're um, helping people find peace you're helping people uh, get out of their chaos in this fantasy and then that has value and I'm like oh okay it does <laughs> yeah yeah she, she's you very know, wise she is she was she's a very wise woman she's um I get a lot of lectures actually <laughs> it, it's we all have that moment let me just tell you we all have that moment well is it good enough is, is anybody gonna like it will anybody read it will are they gonna get the what I'm trying to say I don't know any writers who's not had that that moment or where they're putting something out and sharing it you know yeah I read yeah. actually quite a nice tweet the other day where someone said like to all you writers your what you've just written it and perfected for a while is going to sound predictable to you and not fresh and, and a few other things that you tell yourself because you've been working on it so long but yes. to somebody that's never read it they pick it up and they're like oh wow that is that's you know as you say that's my fantasy it's like you got inside my head or I can relate to that because you know I knew someone like that or I was someone like that and it's yeah you you must stop beating yourself up because you you've worked and worked and worked on it to polish it and you've got bored with it yes Yes, you do. You, you stop seeing it from that, that moment of inspiration of, of sharing it, and then you get bored with it. Um, or you get so familiar with it, it um, becomes, sometimes you write something and you, it feels really shocking. Mm. <laughs> or does it, uh, you know, like you are pushing boundaries, but then you work on it for three months and you you realize, oh, I'm way over that boundary now or six months or, yeah, know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, this was kind of cathartic for me. I think I, um, Reggie, <laughs> I know you write. Do you have any questions? <laughs> no, I haven't I'm, forgotten I'm, you're in the room. You just, you can't sit I'm back just and just you listen. Guys talk. <laughs> I knew I would do this to him, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that's just what I often do to men. They I just end up listening and I think, oh. <laughs> hey, I'm okay just sitting here. Just well, I want you to know this is an opportunity. You have an opportunity to ask a question from a, you know, uh, an honest question from a, a, a woman writer who's, you know, you, you could plunge the mind of the female brain. No, you're, you're, you're doing all the work. <laughs> you're you're okay to go in that. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, um, that's really neat. So you're doing these projects, you have these other ideas to go on um, the new website. So where are you going to go? It's only Good Lord, it's only January going into February. I know, but I wanted to have some fresh stuff ready for the new year. I didn't yes. make any new New Year's resolutions, um, uh, but I did sort of in my head think, let's make some new connections. Let's do some new collaborations. Let's do some collaborations with old, old friends. I'm doing a lovely collaboration with um, a writer that uh, both May and I know. Um, he he's um a guy who uh he used to work um in the theater a lot so he's got a lovely sort of uh, very educated lesbian -y 
background and a fabulous sense of humor and I was I was listening to this podcast when I was walking the dog um, about (laughs) um, it's actually called murderabilia it's a bit of a it's a bit of a strange thing where people like like to collect things um, from murderers and it's a very it's a very unusual um that's well t- was unusual to me but it's actually a big big thing um and these two girls were finding out why it's such a big thing and what people collect and whatever um but th- the bit that gave me the idea was this, the very last podcast that they did that was slightly off topic of murderabilia it was talking about um uh what associations and what superstitions because you know english england is a very superstitious country um what superstitions people have about murderers and dead bodies and different things like this and this really spoke to me i'm sorry if this makes me sound weird i am a little bit weird i'm a bit fascinated by (laughs) i'm fascinated by um uh witchcrafty things and whatever and um cousin Pons who I'm writing this with he comes from Norfolk and my parents um, went to Norfolk to retire so I know Norfolk very well and um, for those of you who don't know uh, the different parts of England Norfolk is a very very flat bit it's it's a bit um, it's it's kind it's the bit where the um, Vikings kept invading into Norfolk um, and Suffolk and East Anglia um, okay. So it's very flat and had a real strong history of high women and that sort of thing. Oh. And there was a superstition around, or there is a superstition around high women bodies and, and criminals' bodies having special properties. So oh. Cousin Pons and I are going to write a story. I'm going to write the female voice. He's going to write the male voice. And we're going to backwards and forwards you know like a tennis match mm-hmm. the different, the different parts response. of this yeah 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 so we're going to write this story backwards and forwards and probably publish it in installments and that's going to be dark and superstitious and maybe not all that sexy I don't know but yeah I'm really looking forward to writing it that sounds neat. You know, I don't, um, I will go down the serial killer, you know, hole mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, uh, just because the, um, it's fascinating to me because of the, the psyche, the, what makes a person, how does a person come that way? What, yeah. how, you know, it, it's still, it's a powerful story to me um, mm. that uh, that we shouldn't, you know, ignore the the dichotomy, the the contrast, the the regular life versus the um, the you know the how you can dehumanize somebody. You know, um, my favorite you can't really talk about, but Hitler had a Hitler had a niece <laughs> who he adored there are pictures of him and on the swing and pushing her and very fatherly relationship, very human relationship. And yet he could gas Jewish children. The, the contrast Mm. is um, and what got him there, the ideas and the, that's, that's a lesson. That's a story that I want to know. So that never happened, (laughs) you know, there's, there's value in that. And the serial killer thing in the past, the, um, the witchcraft and the, uh, uh the what made people want to um you know took them to that kind of place there's that there's that movie 
I don't know if it's an American movie or not. It um, it's called The Witch. The Witch. It's uh, um, oh, The Witch. Yeah, it's um, a family. They're like a Puritan family, and they yep. settle next to the woods. And um, some just weird stuff happens that is every day, but isn't. And mm-hmm. the, and the family dynamics. And then at the end, you're like, oh, there was a witch. There was the goat was talking that wasn't, you know, there's just this stuff that happens that is, um, uh, it is fascinating to me. I it studied the, that- the Salem witch trials because, and got the, when I was in high school, it was when I wrote a paper on it and I went and researched, you know, everything I could find in the real life account. And it was just, I'm like, what really happened there? You know, it is. Yeah. There's a lot of hysteria in it. Don't you think? Yes, I do. And, um, that's the interesting thing and then when you write in it the hysteria Mm. taking the human and the fear and then Mm. putting maybe some paranormal in it or taking it out there's just that horror that takes talent to me that is Mm. um you've got to have uh um to set that up that is you're crafting something to get in it's just like erotica but it's um an explicit response and it's harder to know what people are afraid of or what horrifies people or what especially in today Mm. right you know where we're violence and this that and the other thing and fear on the news all the time so um uh yeah and then the history of it which is just you know fascinating yeah I mean that's (laughs) one of the things this podcast explores it sort of says is it worse because they're saying is it bad for people who are in prison um serial killers and that sort of thing is it bad for them to be making money off memorabilia that they are literally producing so like there's people guys having haircuts and sending their hair out and people are selling the hair so like i mean jeffrey dahmer isn't alive but supposing hair of jeffrey dahmer that sort of thing yeah Um, yeah uh or, or or is it worse to make these TV programs or these films that almost romanticize the killer. Yeah. And, and almost try to make them, give them a human face. And I think the, uh, the podcast didn't come to a conclusion, but the conclusion I felt was actually the romanticizing of the, um, you know, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Um, yes. And yeah. people like that is actually worse than than these people selling the, the art yeah. that they do in their art therapy and that sort of thing you know they can get thousands of pounds for it it wow. almost like softens what took place yeah the romanticized yeah yeah because yeah. i mean they played they played some music that was made by um oh what was the name of that guy that that did the the cult in america jim jones which or, one um, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um the cult where he got them all to kill themselves at the end oh the the drink the grape juice uh yes that, yeah. that would have been jim jim jones that there was, was also jim jones oh yeah. manson yeah manson manson killed manson had his people kill other people yeah manson's in jail oh, jim right. jones had jim his jones entire had group an- it was an themselves. island and they drank kool-aid even the children i remember seeing oh, pictures God. of that for some reason yeah, yeah it was um oh, uh that was a really there was also um a comet one they were going to write on the comet and they all had that was jim jones so i thought 
No, no, that's more recent. Jim Jones is like 70s. He was a uh, kind of oh, a religious... the comment one was from the 2000s. Yes, it was that big comment. But um, yeah. no, I, I think that's that's a unique thing. The the romanticizing is it right or is it wrong? And how would you mm. if you were going to write about it? How were you for me as an anti? How would I write an antihero? Who mm. is that? That's the um, the challenge. Um, can you redeem him? Is he redeemable? Does he want to be redeemed? Are you going to redeem? You know, <laughs> and um, are you, were you revealing something? You know, that character growth there is uh, um, a, in a book form is interesting, but in a movie, it happens so fast and you're not always seeing the other side. And yeah, that would be a question for me. Yeah. Uh, well, th you know, this is to explore. This was very much explored in there, you know, is, and, and there are people campaigning against um, the criminals being allowed to monetize their things because they're saying it's so disrespectful to their the families of their victims and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I can see that too, which is worse, which yeah. is better. I don't know. It's an interesting thing that there's a market for it, you know, like mm -hmm. <laughs> wow that's gonna be i you're gonna have to let me know when <laughs> that comes out make sure you uh, drop a link because i'm gonna want to check that out oh thank you yes i, I will do yeah the, these podcasts you see it's, it's all when it's the things that come in my ears are the things that give me ideas so it's music and podcasts so far i've been making different ideas really pop in my head that's that's neat. Um, I talk to uh, a couple of guy writers all the time and I'm like, what inspires you? Because they'll go through these dry periods and mm -hmm. I'll be like, you haven't written for a while. What's happening? Well, there's just nothing to write about. I'm not inspired. I don't feel passionate about the subject. And I'm like, I have 10 million ideas. <laughs> I know. And you just I wish you had time to write them. Yeah. So, and, and you've run out. Okay. I, I, that's fine. I just want to understand the difference. I, it's the way men think. Some men, you know, creatives, the, there's just the different. I'm like, I don't understand. You know, are you stressed or is it? <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes. Hey, we get can... stressed. I know. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm God. That doesn't stop ideas. You just put them in a book and, you know. <laughs> well, I, I think it's, you know, like, you know, like if you, you, you play a game show, you hear a game show on the radio and you get all the answers but if you were actually on that game show you know you would freeze like a rabbit in the headlights oh it's true i it's think true. you can do that to your inspiration i think you can think yeah. i've got to write this i've got to write this i haven't written anything for ages and it, you just you just put so much pressure on yourself that nothing will come to mind yeah so you've got yeah. to kind of do oh i read it i read a, a post on this the other day uh, it was on may's uh, I think May got someone, May did a meme and someone wrote in and they wrote about fast thinking versus slow thinking. And they were saying that social media is bad for you because it encourages this fast thinking. You know, you're scrolling through your feed and it makes you think of all these things and they're, they're popping in your head with that sort of almost like adrenaline burst response. But you think of them and then you discard them. Whereas when you go for a walk and you empty your mind, well, you know, theoretically yeah. empty your mind, that's when you do your, your slow thinking. And that's when you have an idea and you embellish it and you roll with it and you're making almost like a mind map with that idea. 
That's and it was saying, concept. yeah, and I, this, this guy researched it and he was, his, his blog is very interesting. It's called the dull channel and it's far from dull. It, he's so, he's so methodical with his research and he, um, yeah, he was saying, you know, social media is not terrible, but watch out people because it is impeding that. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah, see that. But- but walking is also a pain in the ass. So, <laughs> well, I can lay in bed. I can absolutely lay, you know, still and just have my mind go from one to another in silence and and exploring ideas. Um, that's always been my creative, you know, the creative thing that having that quiet time um, when I can't sleep or when I'm before I'm sleeping or just being still. Um, usually. <sighs> Or that time right before you fall asleep and you're still, or, and you, uh, you're, I wish I could have window. quiet time, or, well, yeah. but my interns decide that <laughs> that should not happen. <laughs> I know. Or, or the waking up time, you know, where you're not quite awake and yeah. I'll get things in there. Or, um, I find a lot of it is, is if I just, when I get, confronted with an idea if I stop and follow it through to the end especially ones that make me uncomfortable um you can it does it's uh I guess it would be true it'd be easier with the scrolling you know you're you just like oh whatever and you disregard it and you go on to the next thing Mm. I tend to um stop and uh at least now more than ever um look at that why is that confronting why is that making me uncomfortable what is the issue? Um, is it this one? You know, the ones I know about? <laughs> or is it the ones that uh, something that I don't know about? Um, and uh, I'll stop for that. And then ideas and stuff. Um, part of the writing the poetry for uh, other pictures or whatever, I'm stopping and I'm focusing on that picture and um, engaging with that person or that content. And I'm missing a lot of the other stuff that's happening because I'm doing that. But, mm. um, you know, uh, but I can see that. I can see social media has its, its um, it is wonderful and awful. It is isolating and it is making community. It is, uh, um, it has contrast to that, uh, it's yeah. uplifting and it tears people down. Yeah, absolutely. It does very much. Um, yeah. Yeah. At the same time, you there's, yeah. Oh, I had, oh, who was it? It was sleepless or something. We were talking about the difference between when you post partly, maybe it was May. It's partly when you're a cancer, when you put something out there and you don't get any response, you're like, oh, <laughs> I take it down. I'll take it. Do you? <laughs> I do. I will take it down. It makes me really uncomfortable um, to put something up and have it um, uh, that I think is going to resonate and have it go. And, you know, my timer can be an hour, <laughs> uh... <laughs> which is terrible. That's my social, that's my social media drive through um, mentality. I think we have a problem with that 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 has become uh that uh that instantaneous you know feedback thing that that could be a yeah <laughs> yeah you can you can become a bit of a junkie for it can't you you know you as you really say can. yeah you know, no, like nobody's sugar high yeah exactly yeah I, I put a picture of of you know 
my feet in socks and said, hey, everybody else, let's do sock day and nobody does it. And you think, oh, my God, you can all feel the tumbleweed blowing across, can't you? You leave it. You're so brave. I'm like, ah. And so because I feel that way, if nobody, I'm like, I look for (laughs) it doesn't matter you challenged me I think it was I put my wedding picture up or was it you I'm like I don't know it was May or something um the red stockings and the white dress that was a wedding picture uh where I felt really good that day I looked gorgeous and I was revealing the red stockings were um uh, I was 27 and that was actually um in a very uh nobody knew what those stockings meant to me, you know, how they were mm-hmm. a side of me that um, even, I don't even think my husband ever registered. He never really got it, which is why I'm doing what I'm mm. you know, after 25 <laughs> years now. I'm like, you know, he, he never really got the red stockings. You know, people, oh. were like, people were like, why? And I'm like, because it's a part of me. It's me. It's always what I always wanted. It's something, but it was a little scandalous thing. They were, you know, thigh eyes with <laughs> garter. And obviously, I mean, there's not like you could go around at the time and buy. Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> Reggie, you're supposed to stop me. Yes. Nope, I just nope. let you go. <laughs> you said, this is not about me. I get to get to with Posey and, uh, and I'm like, oh, uh, I'm on second seat here. <laughs> You thought Reggie was trainer wheels, but he isn't. He's the dad who pushes you and let's go. Yeah, I know. He's like, wee, go ahead. I so do whatever. Yeah, no. Um, which, yeah, social media, it's it's a great place to advertise some of this, uh, you know, uniqueness and and stuff. But at the same time, it can be very much, it's, it's a balance. Everything is Double-edged balance. sword. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we forget, I think, that everything is really a balance for me. <laughs> I don't know what happened to our balance. <laughs> but I'm so glad you came on. Um, so you're doing that. You've got this mm-hmm. in the future. That is just yeah. fantastic. Now, are you guys, just let me ask personally, are you in um, still in lockdown or have you been let up or what is happening where you are? In England, um, we are in lockdown, Um yeah, they, they, they lifted it a little bit for Christmas. They were saying it would be inhuman if they didn't lift it for Christmas, but they actually kind of reneged on how much they lifted it because they realised that that was when everyone was hearing that there was a, a new strain mm-hmm. and it definitely got into England. Um, yeah, you guys just got a new strain over there, right? Yeah, and we, we, I was... Our, our Prime Minister does a thing where he... Um, he did a pod, uh, not a podcast, a sort of a broadcast yesterday. He stands there and then he's got a medical expert on the right and an expert in something else on his left. And so he says his bit and then the medical expert says his bit. And and I think they had other kind of experts asking questions and they were actually implying that this new strain is more resistant to the um, vaccine that we've all just been getting excited about mm-hmm. rolling out. Oh, no. Um it is more likely to kill you than make you just badly ill. And, oh, there was something else. Oh, there's some other kind. It was like a triple whammy of, of bad news about this, this new thing. I mean, most people in this country, the, the children aren't, a, aren't at school. Well, some children are at school at the moment, but we've got half term coming up in February and they're not going back after half term apparently Mm -hmm. Um, so all these parents are homeschooling um, 
and it must be very frazzling if you've got children, if oh, you've got yes. several children and children yes. of different ages. Um, most people aren't working in their normal place of work. Most people are working from home. I am actually working at my place of work because um, I, I work in a, for a company that does, has things to do with food and things to do with medicine. And so skeleton staff are still working and I am one of them. So I go oh, in. Neat. Yeah. And there's only a few of us and we are so, oh, wow. so careful. But we yeah. don't know if we're doing it right. We think, oh, yeah. gosh, this is really good. We're sanitizing everything and we're wearing our face masks and we're this and we're that. But maybe we just haven't come in contact with it. I, d I don't really know. I mean, there was yeah. actually a scare on 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 the, my, the last day I was in on the 23rd. We suddenly found that a week prior, a few extra people had come in because someone was leaving and three of them had come down with COVID. And there I was sitting there with lots of parcels to dispatch and um, people, you know, expecting them. And they were going, go home, go home. And I'm going, but I haven't arranged for the person to pick up the parcels and I've got these ones that are urgent. But, and we were thinking, but I've been in the building mm -hmm. where we didn't know the people had COVID. So it hasn't been deep cleaned. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, is, it is scary. And, you know, we're hoping that we're doing it right, but, you know, you just don't know. It's just you just yeah. you just don't know. No, it's really such don't. an invisible thing that um, and uh, yeah, no, I understand. That's that's a stress. That's it's it is a stress. So hard it is. on so many people when it's an enemy you can't see, and you all you know you just got to listen to what people are telling you. But are they do they know because they said this that and the other thing you know. A year ago <laughs> and, I know I mean yeah I mean then they've started doing the thing in England where they're sort of going did the government do it right and they're already pinpointing lots and lots of wrong decisions they made yeah um, and it's every I'm, government because what would they you know nobody seemed to we were so unprepared for um just in well general. and America's never taken it very seriously well yeah yeah and I mean it we're so impatient. We get those lockdown orders and then everybody's outside. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, we had the snow falling and all the children were going outside to play in the snow. And you're thinking, <laughs> hold on, it's still lockdown. And yeah. yeah and, and we had a really silly thing. Well, I thought it was silly at the time and it has proven to be silly. We had a thing in the summer called Eat Out to Help Out. They thought that we would reboost our economy and we we're saying people could go to restaurants and they were actually the government was paying half the money off their bill for them to eat out and so everybody went out and infected each other of course mm. yeah yeah it, it it's uh yeah and i heard that this strain is like you know 10 times more infectious and this that and the mm -hmm. other thing and you know i know that if i got it i might be i have a friend who's very young but he had some health problems so he got it and his recovery period was almost um almost most of the year from when he got it he was going to go wow. to college that year and he had to had to because he was just so tired getting his energy back has been hard um uh my kids had it early and they you know it went through one of them had it almost two months because he has a cough thing but it went through really quick with my kids but I know other people my um dad's wife actually she ended up in the hospital and she was so high risk so my mm -hmm. dad got it too but he was asymptomatic 
So he had no symptoms and he's 80 years old and she got it and she has, you know, all these other medical things and ended up in the hospital and we were, there was touch and go. She was in the ICU, but um, the uh, she's in recovery now and the recovery is just going to be, she's, it's a slow recovery too. It's just a, and there was no, they did everything. She had not left the house. My dad actually may have brought it home. Um, even though he was washing hands or whatever, um, he must've brought it home from a shopping trip and he was, yeah, this is the the thing, all the things. And I sat across from him and her and didn't get it. I got tested and didn't get it. And it's just, you just don't know, you know, and that's the thing. Yeah. The unpredictability of, yeah. uh, I I mean, I'm very, I was going to say, I'm I'm very glad that that a lot of the socializing I do is online and that sort of thing, because I I do like chatting with people and I do like the social side. So I don't, uh, it hasn't made me feel too, what's the word inhibited and limited and also yes. I live in in a quite a countrified place I go out to walk my dogs twice a day and it, it's green where I live but if you oh, live in a yeah. block of flats and you're worried yeah. that the common areas are very small um you know you get in the lift or in the staircase and and you think you're right near your neighbors that must be must be so stressy and I mean my yeah I, I, lost I know May's in. first first um, lockdown was like that, but now she, yeah. I guess I heard on the um, podcast probably on it that um, she's more at home in the country and she's able to do is so much healthier this time because yeah. she's in a better place. Yeah. Yeah. But, she, she's um, um, yeah. She's in the countryside more. But yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, old people have been quite confused by it. Um, oh, yeah. my yeah I, I've got I've got relatives who were like I just didn't understand it and could, couldn't understand I've got an aunt of 95 who was saying I don't oh, understand my. why my cleaner can't come and we were going well she's protecting you and she she said oh my cleaner's offering to walk my dog instead and I said well yeah because it, that's out of doors and she was like but I already have a dog walker and I said oh yeah I, I'm sorry I can't I can't explain <laughs> it to you <laughs> yeah i i get it yeah exactly there's and then why aren't you coming to visit me and um i can imagine yeah yeah Yeah. and and and, you know if if you're really poorly and frail and you're not seeing people that 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 must be what a what a way to sort of the last you know moments of your life kind of thing you know you're not seeing anybody you're not going anywhere you're yeah, not nice. I'm going to have to look that up. I hadn't heard that news from your prime. Oh, that's scary. Because um, I really want this to be done. I want to help. Yeah. I'm just putting all my good thoughts towards, come on, yeah, <laughs> free the world. <laughs> well, I, he- I heard a travel expert saying that there's no way people are going to be traveling or should be traveling this summer, because yeah. even if you, if, even if you're supposing you're New Zealand, a country that's barely had any COVID, mm-hmm. you aren't going to want people coming into your country. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they aren't necessarily going to want you to leave New Zealand, go somewhere that's more infectious and then come back. So yeah. basically they really shouldn't be letting people travel. And I think they are certainly in England, they're talking about, there's going to be a lot more, tough restrictions on people coming in and out because they've they've been quite woolly about it yeah and that's part of the yeah it's you just got to do what you can do and just um yeah it's a 
it's a hard thing. I'm just hoping it, you know. So in your part of the world, has it been has it been bad? Have there been lots of cases or not so bad? Um, Yeah, well, well, America's been fun. (laughs) We have had a lot of cases. I mean, um, the statistically uh, per capita, it's pretty high. Uh, I don't know where we rank, twenty seventh or fifteenth or something in the world, but um, uh, it has been in very devastating and it's not just i was reading another statistic that the lockdown um has people with there have been more drug overdoses and suicides uh, with the Mm. younger people so there's a mental aspect to yeah that um those have risen um drug overdoses have risen massively and uh so it's not just uh the the COVID, it's other things. And I, I keep expecting to walk outside and meet a different world, but I was shopping yesterday and it was packed. So mm. <laughs> um, there were just people everywhere. It was the middle of the day. And I think that's part of that is COVID because people are off and we were preparing for a snowstorm there. Um, you know, there's a foot of snow outside now. So I think that's part of the rush too, but people were masked and, you know, you walk into the store and there's uh, sanitizer that you can put on. I didn't see any unmasked people. Everybody was, there's a pretty much a, most of the stores and most of the States, um, have some kind of law that don't, you can't come in the store unless you have a mask on. So, but as far as, you know, there being a lot of people and, um, people are trying to, when you wait in line, you know, you got your six feet apart, but as far as people staying inside or whatever, I haven't noticed a big difference there. Even if yeah, I know, go ahead. I was going to say, there's been times when I've been walking my dog because I live, although I am in the countryside, there's quite a fast road goes past uh, the place where I walk my dogs. And there's been times when that road's been empty. It's been kind of like Christmas morning, absolutely empty. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, but now we are in lockdown, same as we were in the summer. I'm seeing so many cars driving backwards and forwards. So obviously what is... Yeah, what is considered essential is definitely adjusted from how it was yeah um, before yeah exactly that because i've seen the i've seen the pictures of the empty cities but um i've not experienced that <laughs> so yeah if you're seeing that there must be an adjustment um thank you for coming on again and sharing all the the plans that you have kind of coming up and um uh the audio what okay you've got an anthology coming up you're going to um do some audio with the english gentleman um a couple of different things with him which is just amazing that just sounds really cool um thank you you're going to do um i love that i think it's uh the just the collaboration of it is cool but you know (laughs) yeah he and i just would not have met without you so that was so so cool that is that is a beautiful thing um and the putting your words to sound and getting i know as a writer getting a guy to narrate your stuff is so neat <laughs> yeah yeah i think it, it's it's it takes it to a different place really doesn't it it does it does you know you're trying to put it in that male perspective but now you have a man reading it and you get to do oh that's that's really neat um you're doing that and then you're doing the the medium website tantalizing tales oh yay (laughs) (laughs) and then you're gonna do um you have oh you have so much going on so um what was the last thing after the the thing with 
there was the indulgent desires they're going yes, to be yes and then indulgent desires which i should remember <laughs> <laughs> and then my um my rather macabre story that i'm going to write with cousin ponds i love that so would that be your first macabre kind of story that you've written um, would it be a little bit of a Different it's Posey's first one. Oh, Posey's first one. Yeah, <laughs> Posey's that's... first one. But other me has written a, a, a young adult um, spooky story. Ah, oh. mm. other me. <laughs> other me. <laughs> I think funny. I am now at the point where if I was walking down the street and someone shouted to Posey, I actually would turn around because I do feel like that is also oh, no. me. <laughs> yes, I, I very much would. I very much would turn around. Um, very much would turn around. All um, you guys in your author names. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's a thing. It's a, it's like my nickname now. But <laughs> okay. Sometimes it's freeing. I think. Don't you think it's a bit? You know, like if you either you hate fancy dress or you love fancy dress, and the ones that love fancy dress, they go to the party as this other person and that's what posy is to me it's this <laughs> other gotcha. version of me it is it is very freeing um but at the same time now my real name the people who know it online are like my closest friends and it's somehow gotten more special oh. <laughs> which is reggie doesn't know it yet because he hasn't asked so i haven't told him but <laughs> well i haven't yeah. asked because you haven't told me so <laughs> yeah but i, I will have me. to tell but um now the people who actually know your real name they're like a select few and you want to it's like it's like a fairy you know i can't give you my real name because then you'll have power over me and you know, like, <laughs> like the fairy okay, tales right yeah, yeah yeah and so um it becomes more special but then i'm more free with my author name and i could tell <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's become a unique thing for me i mean um very much uh but i need to tell you really my um i have a smart a smart pill, a smart son who figured out um, I made a mistake somewhere and he yeah, found my author and it found it as well. And, and then he looked it up in Amazon and found my book. He didn't read it. He just found my book. <laughs> I'm so glad. And he didn't Google it. He showed his friends and then they all laughed and looked at some of the reviews and made fun of me. And then it that was in the end of that. And I'm oh. so glad because if he had, <laughs> this particular son would just love to just just tease me and um he's uh he's 19 he would just love to tease me and he'd be like mom and <laughs> oh he oh, just nice. yeah but he hasn't told anybody <laughs> else he's been really good about not telling his siblings or uh, whatever but um I, I don't mind if they know i just don't want them to listen to half the podcasts or <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that <laughs> <laughs> the same, or, same same sort of thing happened to me I, th I think it was the day I set up my Twitter account and my eldest happened to be doesn't normally do Twitter but happened to be on Twitter that day because they didn't know how to get hold of a friend of theirs any other way than Twitter and because we're in the same room and the same IP address I suppose the Twitter feed suddenly went you might know this person and because <laughs> Because the way I chose my name was sort of little bits of, you know, from my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He went, Mom, is that you? And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, do not look, do not look. Please do not look. <laughs> and, then, and then I had to sort of kind of get some kind of backstory. So initially I told, I, I just said, look, I review um, 
adult books and you wouldn't want to read it and make you feel all squeaky and they were like oh no that's fine fine but then after a little while I thought no do you know what I think I ought to come clean so I explained to both my teenagers what mm-hmm. I do and they were both like oh my god that is so gross <laughs> so, <laughs> so they, they, they know I do it and they know that I get oodles of pleasure from doing it but they and they probably would know you know know my name if they think about it they don't want to see it and so when I got published in this anthology I went uh, I'm in a book that you can actually buy on the shop and they were like great for you I hope I never see it <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's a really great I kind of have that my kids are like um mom's doing her own thing we don't know what it is I don't really care we love you mom <laughs> we can stay there <laughs> You know, I know they're going to have their moments and grow and do whatever, but I don't want to share I'm still very much. No, because it it would mess with how you wrote, wouldn't it? If anybody else knew, you know, if people in your family knew, people that you didn't think were open-minded or whatever. That's a different um, audience. Yeah. You just think, I I think you said on on one of your podcasts, I heard you saying that your mum's going, when are you ever going to write something that I can read? And you think, I just won't be able to write it the way I want to write it if I know that you're going to read it. <laughs> exactly. So, yep. yeah, no, it's, so it's, got, so. a, it's got to stay why, hidden. It's why my mom avoids my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she She'll give thumbs up, but she won't listen. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, like, knows is, better. Is, than... is Reggie your, your real name or is that your, your pod- podcasting um, name? Reggie is my actual full name. Oh wow! <laughs> He's all brave. I, I was named after Reggie Jackson, so. Oh. And then you. my brother, my younger brother, is named Bo, just B O. Bo Jackson. And oh. he's named after Bo Jackson. <laughs> wow. And neither of us grew up to be baseball players yeah. <laughs> you see that it's too much um pressure isn't it <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pressure i actually uh played lacrosse and did really well at that just because that was the one sport my family didn't know ah. <laughs> you turned it around and oh that's neat you see i played lacrosse in england it's a girls game is yeah really? no uh mm-hmm. Female lacrosse is fucking awesome. Like those <laughs> chicks are brutal. Well, yeah, I can't say I ever played it well, but yeah, <laughs> it, I would. I would hate to be the goalie, that tiny hard ball, and they've got oh, so yeah, much padding on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is honestly like throwing a piece of coal at someone. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I can't even. And... I only know boys who've played it, but wow, I've seen it played. Do you play the? Are you is oh and if you got smacked with that stick that's amazing yeah that's not like, yeah because you see in England for girls it's generally either hockey or yep. lacrosse and mostly hockey is is tends to be the private schools that play lacrosse and um but but the the lacrosse stick is in the air when you throw whereas a hockey stick generally stays low down so I think the injuries in lacrosse. I would imagine well, the injuries must be worse. And women's yeah. lacrosse, you guys don't wear many pads. You just have no, no, like no. the eye goggles and that's about it. Mm, not, not even that when I was at school. It was just The only person wearing padding was the goalie and they could barely move for the padding. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. No, yeah, no padding. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I need to let you go. We've gone, um, we might edit this for time a little oh, yeah. bit because we wandered and across. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll let, I'll let Reggie cut out, you know, my big spiel and um, some, because <laughs> I really want to talk more about you. But um, thank you so much. I had a really great time. And oh, um, thank you for coming on and tell me i love that um you're living that you you're planning you may be in a you know lockdown but you still got plans and goals and doing things and meeting people online and yeah and, um and and challenging yourself with different uh kind of platforms that's all really i love that yeah i like it i i keep i feel like i'm keeping it fresh it's really <laughs> you know i don't want to let it stagnate i want to kind of keep it moving and um yes. and also you know blogging can be a bit been there done that people have read all of that and, and so i want to keep offering something new yeah and you are you are very much offering you know new content all the time from different directions with different people so um that's that's just wonderful i love that so thank you so much and um i know it's evening there and getting, mm -hmm. you know dinner time maybe yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'll say goodbye and reggie you want to say goodbye and um yeah, yeah. we'll make we will probably post this oh you know before your book comes out for sure and the anthology book that comes out the february 9th that's right. That's what I'm told. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely want to get it, um, get that up before then so that we can, I can add links and Twitter and stuff. So Super. it'll, you know, it'll be either be a Friday or Wednesday or, you know, some random day, but it'll definitely yeah. be <laughs> It'll be something with A on the end, will it? <laughs> yes, yes. It, there will be an A in there and we will get it up and I'll make sure that the, there's some content, um, you know, some tweets and some links to be um, shared too. And a couple times, maybe I'll be awesome and schedule. Oh, <laughs> I know. Make sure you read some more of that book because there is going to be will. such a, there's so much good. Dr. J is one of my favorite authors. Let really? me recommend okay. Dr. J. Yeah. I'll go look. I'll look. I'll look. Is it, um, is it more of a, are they English authors? Cause I did not recognize some of the names, but I don't. Okay. Do Dr. J is American. She's a sex therapist oh, from America. Oh my yeah. goodness. She's yeah, one of the sisters in smart. Do you ever read the sister? Um, they have a, um, kind of a, a collaboration. Let me just oh, no, have a look. I, don't. I need to. Lots of them I, I don't really um, know. Oh my God, I've just, I've just opened to about the authors and everybody else has written a little small paragraph and mine is like huge. And I'm like, oh, why did I write so much? Oh no, oh, don't. Bloody <laughs> showing off woman. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely check out Dr. J. I, I found your piece because I'd never done that. And like I told you, I was thinking of going to the, I think it's called Exotica. It's X-X-X-O-C-T-I-A. And um, uh, meeting a friend named Johnny, who I think I've talked about him. He does the adult content. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, doing, talking about audio and kind of crossover stuff for different people um, there. I never put myself in a position where I thought I might see something that challenges me in all kinds of different ways. <laughs> and so when I read your story, I, I, it, this morning, it 
I had an emotional response. Let's just put it that way. Aww. We're not we're not sharing this, but it was a very. I wanted you to know that that it was a it was such no, a real I'm totally person. Sharing this. No, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a real person um, moment for me that yeah. um, that I had a, a. I was like, this could happen. This could be me. Well, I, the, I could see this yeah. evolution, and um, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> It was quite me. I mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't broken up with a boyfriend like Gail has, but it was me sort of dipping in and getting into Twitter and getting chummy with people and then finding someone that knows more about it than me that sort of mentored me and then befriending, um, you know, a couple of sort of dommy people online yeah. and sort of learning yeah. more about that side. And as I say, because I'd been for coffee with this this lovely guy, I got to see it for real. So it it was, although it wasn't all true, it was very much um, pieces of me. So yeah. yeah, and I and I think I think maybe they let me, they chose me because it. She's a beginner, and yes. you don't you don't want to frighten everybody off um, BDSM very by much kind of felt that, and I liked where you ended it. I thought this is just perfect. This right here is you don't know what happens next, but it, there's a kind of a confidence and a, um, a sense of safety on what happens now. I'm not worried about her or me, but um, uh, yeah, it just made me, what if I had to see Johnny doing a scene? Oh, good Lord. No. <laughs> exactly. It, yeah. It is that sort of thing. It's like, you know, but as I as I say, I, I have coffee with him and I'm thinking, my God, that's my friend that I have coffee with. And, and now that that gorgeous looking mistress is, you know, getting a great big whip out and she's about to <laughs> smack him with it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it was it was something else when it really did. And lots of people were so um, touched by it at the time that they wrote blog posts about it but I thought no no I'm going to save it this really needs to be saved to be utilized and that, that's how I utilize yeah, it yeah I I I loved it I thought it was I'm like oh wow I, I don't read a lot of contemporary enough contemporary because I'm I'm finding so, I'm learning something about myself here so I wanted to yeah you that. said to me you prefer more fantasy didn't you yes I like to hide in the fluff and not <laughs> Yeah, and the petticoats and the oh, oh, yes. bodices and stuff. Absolutely, yes. I like to hide in there and just, you know, pretend I'm somebody else. And, you know, <laughs> and no reality. And yay, this is my safe space. And, you know. Oh, well, I'm all the more flattered that, you know, you felt a connection with it. I did. I very much did. A very much real life connection. And it was good. It made me think. And, you you know, I wanted you to know that. So I'm going to let oh. you go. Go have your dinner. And um, thank you. Yeah. And Reggie, you are not. I will go in. <laughs> <laughs> you are privileged to listen to me be honest so. yeah i know oh thank you well, so much to the Posey. cats reggie yes the cats. Yep. They're, they're napping nice they're nice. napping now now's a good time go get some creative juice go take it <laughs> yeah they're all draped all over the place i bet sort of hanging off things <laughs> yep. oh goodness okay oh, well, thank you both yeah, thank you so much well, for coming thank on. You. We'll, we'll talk soon and retweet often. Definitely. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. All right, bye. Um, Reggie, I'm going to go ahead and we can just say, uh, I don't know how to close it out. Let me...
Uh, why don't you close <laughs> it out? Because you didn't talk much. Why don't you just do this? Is no, been... I let I let you two have your. I know you did, and you were that was sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had some good questions, and I had some. You good did. Input. You did have some good questions and some good. Input, okay, but... so I'll end this by saying, this has been ISO and Reggie. And this has been a discussion. <laughs> With Polly Churchgate about all <laughs> the wonderful things um, she's uh, doing and about her story, the story she's planning to tell in 2021. There we go. Let's go all with right. that. <laughs> okay. There we go. I'll edit this later. I've been, yeah, I've been recording all of it. So. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yes, you have. I'm like, if you hadn't, I'm so glad you hit that button, man. <laughs> no, I got it. Oh, that's wonderful. No, okay. I'll edit this. Good. I'm going to go shovel some of that snow off the, the driveway um, and then take a big, long nap, probably. So <laughs> I think uh, I need a nap as well. <laughs> yeah, Mr. 4 a.m. or whatever you were up at. But um, I'll talk. Uh, yeah, if you have any questions about what I want you to edit out, definitely any kind of big, long spiel. I kind of want to focus more on Posey and less on me. And, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't mind sharing a little, but if it if it goes on more than thirty seconds, it, it's probably too much. <laughs> All right, I'll keep okay. that in mind. Okay, thank you so much. Um, I want to ask before we start, before we make a little intro, and I'll introduce you and stuff. Um, I read your short. In fact, I read it this morning in preparation, and I don't know. I want to don't know how much you want to talk about it because it hasn't come out yet. I was I didn't realize it wasn't out until February. Oh yeah.